Welcome back to Feeding Toddlers Made Easy, the Mama Knows Nutrition podcast all about feeding your very opinionated toddler, where I answer your questions with real life advice that you can actually implement. I'm Casey Barnes, registered dietitian nutritionist and mom of two here in Dallas. Today's topic is picky eating, something so common in this toddler age group, and I know it can make you want to just throw up your hands and give up sometimes because I have been there with my oldest and I totally get it. We, (laughs) I was just thinking about a time when my husband decided to go against all my advice and force food into Teddy's mouth and it's just miserable for everybody, you know, it's just not fun. So if you want to improve picky eating in your house in just five days, go to this episode's show notes right now at mominosnutrition.com forward slash podcast and sign up for my free email series. It's called Kickstart Picky Wins. You will not regret it. I promise you. Like all the thousands of parents who have already been through this and saw quick wins right away. Like Lisa, who emailed me the other day and said, I tried the first few challenges and my daughter tried raw green beans and raw broccoli. She loved playing with both veggies and painting her plate and then on her own said, okay, mom, I'm ready to try it. Here I go. Just her trying it on her own made me so happy. Yay. Isn't that awesome? So I want you to go ahead and grab yours right now. Today's calls from Stacia. She called in and told me about her almost three-year-old who is only eating the four same things on repeat. So maybe you can relate to what she's going through. Hi, Casey. My name is Stacia, and my little guy is just about to turn three. And for the last year or year and a half, or so. He is the pickiest eater. He went from eating everything and anything to just being super, super picky. And the reason I'm concerned about it is because if I let him go at dinner time or breakfast time or lunch time, basically any meal of the day, if I serve him something that he won't eat, it's a huge struggle. So I always end up giving him something that he will eat, which is generally a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or a plain quesadilla. Those are like the two things I can get him to eat or yogurt or raspberries. Those are like our core four. If I can get him to eat those things, he will be fine. And he can live off of those four things for his whole life and never complain. But if I don't give him one of those things and just put the food in front of him and say, this is what's for dinner or lunch, breakfast, etc. He won't eat. And if I try to stay strong and just, I don't want to say starve him, but like kind of let him know this is your only choice for food, he still won't eat it. So if you have any suggestions for me, I would be so grateful. Keep doing what you're doing and encouraging and supporting and educating mamas or just parents like me who don't always know the best thing to do when feeding our kiddos. So thank you. Thank you, Stacia. So let's talk about what Stacia is doing right. There is nothing wrong with serving them foods they like at every meal. In fact, that's something that I encourage parents to do. We don't want to only put a bunch of new or unliked foods in front of them when we know that they are not an adventurous eater. Like, that's not going to solve any of our problems. Leaving out the foods that they like does not make them more likely to try something new. I'm going to say that again. 
only serving foods that are new or unliked does not make them more likely to eat these foods. But oftentimes, that's the advice you'll hear for picky eaters. You'll hear, don't give them other options. You'll hear that you created this problem because you cater to them too much. You'll hear that, you know, you just got to give them whatever the meal is. You just give it to them. And if they don't want to eat it, fine. But like, they're not going to starve. They'll eat eventually. But you guys, this really doesn't work for most picky eaters. One of the reasons why this doesn't work is because it makes mealtimes negative, not fun. And the thing that I repeat over and over and over again is that for our toddlers, for our picky eaters, no matter their age, we have to make it fun. Like if someone says to you like, "Ugh, we're going to go do this terrible thing today and blah, blah, blah. Like you're not going to want to (laughs) go. But if they call you up and they're like, hey, I'm so excited. We're going to go do this thing today. Let's try it out. And you're like, okay, cool. Not that being upbeat and perky about new foods works every time, but I think you get what I'm saying is that when we lead with negativity, then we're definitely not going to get anywhere that we want to go. It's also usually triggering their feelings of anxiety if we're trying to only serve foods that they don't like. Imagine you go to a meal, you're starving, you sit down, and you don't recognize anything in front of you, or you see it's only like covered in olives. I hate olives. I've tried them 1,000 million billion times. I will never like olives. And so if I went somewhere, I was starving, and the only thing I can see in front of me is olives, like I'm going to be pretty upset. I'm not going to be like, well, I guess I'll eat the olives. I'm going to be like, well, I guess I'm just not going to eat right now. And that's often what happens. They get upset if they don't see anything that they recognize, familiarity is so comforting for your toddler. Like, we want them to feel comfortable at mealtimes. That is the goal. So we're not trying to make them feel uncomfortable. Yes, we want to slightly nudge them outside of their comfort zone, but that is totally different than just thrusting them into this totally unknown situation. And when we try and just put all those new foods on their plate, it's not meeting them where they are. We have to meet them where they are before we lead them to where we want them to go. If my son had never hung on monkey bars in his life, I couldn't expect him to get on there the first time and go all the way from one side to the other. He doesn't know what he's supposed to be doing. And so with picky eaters, we also have to meet them where they are. Like if they've never eaten this food before, we can't expect them to finish a whole plate of it. Something else that's critical for you to maintain is trust with your little one. They need to have trust in the feeding relationship in order to be comfortable to try new things and branch out. And if we are just saying like, here's this food, you have to eat it, and it's stuff they've never seen before, they're not going to feel very trusting that you're going to take care of their needs. And again, that whole, if they get hungry enough, they'll eat, it's not true for most picky eaters. Like, for some kids, it might work, but for most picky eaters that I have seen in my career, that's not happening. They will just not eat. So what would I suggest that Stacia does? First, I want Stacia to implement a rotation rule where she starts to increase variety. I have a really good example of this, actually, in my free Picky Eater Starter Guide. You can download that on my website. It's at the very top bar. It's also on my homepage. There's a bunch of places you can find it. I'll link it in the show notes, of course. 
but I have a good example that shows you exactly what it looks like to start introducing variety when you don't have that many foods to work with. It can be really hard to think about a week's worth of like different meals when you only have a handful of foods that you know that are things that they are comfortable eating and can fill them up. But the good news is that variety really does not have to mean a totally different food every single time. I show you how to make small changes to a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in this free guide so that's slightly different every day of the week and suddenly they're eating seven variations. Variety is the door that you need to open for your picky eater if we're going to get them to start branching out. So for example, the first step would be just changing the appearance. So you'll cut the sandwich differently than normally or use a cookie cutter to make it into shapes. They have a million fun cookie cutters on Amazon. I'll go ahead and link you to my Amazon shop here too in case you want to try because as I said before, fun is so important to kids this age. And if you find like dinosaurs were Teddy's favorite when he was little. So I went on Amazon and I bought a set of dinosaur cookie cutters and I use them for everything, not just cookies, but I would use them for French toast. I'd use them for waffles. I'd use them for pancakes. I'd use them for sandwiches. I'd use them for cheese, like anything that you can make with a shape, do it because they're not necessarily always going to eat it, but it is something different. So you have that win. Like you cannot control what they put in their mouth. You can't, but you can control how you approach it and the different things you try to do to help encourage them. Another way that we can change the appearance is just serving it on a different dish. How easy is that? If you normally serve it, like we have a few plates in our rotation, well, bust out a different one. Even give them an adult plate if you think they're not going to throw it. Like just change what you're serving it on. Do it on a cutting board or in a muffin tin. Just switch up how it looks. And the second thing that I would want Stacia to do right away is to start pairing the safe foods, those few foods that he really likes, with a new food. So if she's serving a quesadilla, then she might put one pea on the plate next to it. Literally one. That's it. That's all you have to do. Put one pea there. If they can't tolerate a new food on the plate, I teach exactly how to get them comfortable with it in the One Meal Challenge. I will link the information to the One Meal Challenge in the show notes as well if you're ready to dive in with that. But it's not an all or nothing thing. It doesn't have to be a whole serving of peas or feel like you didn't do it right. Like, I know it feels a little bit silly to put one tiny piece of something on their plate, but we have to build up their comfort level and we can do that by serving them a a very small portion that is not overwhelming. Now, nutritionally, I want to talk about what I would do to help round out his diet in terms of what supplements that I would want you to add. Reminder on supplements, if anything that is a supplement should be kept out of toddler's reach. A lot of this stuff tastes like candy, looks like candy, and we don't want them going nuts with the vitamins. Could be dangerous, you know, so we like to keep this out of reach. I learned this the hard way with my daughter who gets into everything and I had left so the kids bedrooms are like they've got the Jack and Jill bathroom in between but their sink is in their bathroom itself like there's no door between bedroom and sink so I had some things like allergy eye drops in her bathroom and (laughs) she was like using it as a baby bottle one time I find her doing this and I'm like Really? So anyway, even when you think that they might not get it, if it's in their reach, it is a danger. Lesson learned. 
Okay, back to that was my little story of caution on the on the supplements. Okay, so Stacia said that peanut butter and jelly sandwich, plain quesadilla, yogurt, and raspberries were kind of the go-to foods. So I do want to have a multivitamin in addition to this. I'll link the one that I like in the show notes for y'all. I really like the Mary Ruth's Organic brand. I have an affiliate coupon code for you. It's 15% off with my name, Casey, K-A-C-I-E, 15 one five KC15. I'll link that in the show notes, but I like their multivitamin gummies a lot. And an iron supplement would be great too. Unfortunately, we're not going to find iron in a gummy, but there are other options. So I'll link you one of my favorites in the show notes from Amazon. I wish that uh, Mary Ruth's had one for toddlers, but they don't. So because his protein sources, the peanut butter, the cheese, the yogurt, those are not good sources of iron. So I would want to get him a little bit more iron. And then if it's in the budget, I would also add omega-3 DHA, especially if he's not drinking DHA-fortified milk. Omega-3s and specifically DHA, really great for the growing brain and central nervous system. And the highest sources are like fatty fish, like salmon or sardines. And most kids are not eating those all that often. So I do like to throw that omega-3 in there. It does not have to be every single day. Even if you do that a couple of days a week, that would still be a great benefit. And I do really want to increase his fiber. So that could look like a couple different things. That could mean you do a whole wheat bread for the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That could mean you start adding in some ground chia seeds or ground pumpkin seeds to his peanut butter and jelly sandwich if that can go over well, you know, we never know. So again, with the jelly on the sandwich, you could try to start mashing in some fruit, some berries with the jelly to get a little bit more of a whole fruit in there. With the quesadilla, you might be able to shred some veggies into it. Start really small, like two shreds of a veggie, literally, but you might be able to work up there. A lot of times zucchini shreds really nicely and is not super detectable, but you know, Our picky kiddos, they can sense like anything. So start small. With the yogurt, I would try to do fruit mix-ins. If you mash it yourself, that's totally fine. Peach mashes up really well. Mango mashes up really well. You can do even like pouches. If you look for some of the different fruit-flavored pouches that you can stir into the yogurt, And then with the raspberries, I hope that you can expand to some other berries as well as a first step. Even if you go from fresh raspberries to freeze-dried raspberries, which are crunchy, and then try freeze-dried strawberries, which are going to be pretty similar, freeze-dried blueberries, and see if you can start expanding him that way. Okay, those are some quick tips for you. If you find yourself in the same spot as Stacia or, you know, just very similar feelings of not being able to expand your picky eater, I have so many resources available for you. So please check them out. Again, everything from today's episode is at mamanosnutrition.com forward slash podcast. And if you found this helpful, please give me a review in Apple Podcasts. It means the world to me. 